self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we, we are a conversation, conversation what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am somebody that is steadily regretting that it's fall what what's wrong with fall you know i have a leaf thing and it's been raining so it's wet leaves all over the ground so when we walk around outside <laughs> she does not want to step on leaves now i don't know what had to happen to you in your childhood for leaves captain america and cats <laughs> for no obvious reason to be a problem I, but it makes my skin crawl oh also known as calamity red but it makes my skin crawl and even when i walk the dogs seeing them walk on on wet leaves it is why it's so cringy i don't know why i don't know why you I need live... a psychoanalysis <laughs> you need I... somebody to put you on the couch and say what is your earliest memory about leaves <laughs> i lived in the country like but I, I even as a kid i hated that shit and i would go i would be the nigga walking all out of the way walking all around the world to avoid i can't it makes my skin crawl. So like, you was just one of them weird kids. Yeah. Kids, okay. you know, a lot of kids have just like random weird yeah. quirks. That was like I knew mine. a kid that was scared of suckers. <laughs> like lollipops. What? I don't know. I don't know. Until he ate one at like 10. <laughs> then it changed. They're delicious. What? Yeah, I don't, I have no idea. But, you know, I guess that's you. I don't know, but. And I was hoping as I got older that it would get better. I think it's worse. Like, I almost bust my ass coming down your hill just now to come to you your apartment. You need to do some exposure therapy, man. Because I was trying to, like, step around the leaf. And so I was stepping on wet grass. And these shoes don't have the best traction. So then I slid a little bit. We can do some exposure therapy with you. No, because what that means is you're going to put me in some motherfucking leaves. No, 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 no it doesn't. Okay? What it means first is I'm gonna print out a whole bunch of bunch of leaves and I'm gonna put them on my living room. They're not really leaves. They're paper. I still don't want to step on them. But that's the that's <laughs> the exposure. <laughs> then you're gonna have to step on them, knowing that they're not leaves. You're comfortable. They're not what you are afraid of. I'm not move afraid. Forward. First of all, you is afraid of leaves. I don't. If like... I had a bucket of leaves behind this damn couch <laughs> and I pulled it out, looking at you, you would be cussing my ass out yes, and saying, "I, I will leave here and what I won't the come fuck? the fuck back if you pull them leaves on me." <laughs> they just—that's uh, not fear. It's not. I'm not afraid of them. Like, like if I'm walking outside and a leaf like get on me, I don't like freak out because well, okay, if it's dry leaves on like a sidewalk, I I'm okay, I'm better. But like wet leaves on grass or like the, any kind of, of terrain. <sighs> what if I dressed up as a leaf for Halloween? <laughs> I'm gonna think something's wrong with you first. <laughs> you already think something is wrong with me, so True. you wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> So what if I dressed up like a leaf on Halloween? I, I don't think that would bother me. Is it like a realistic leaf or like a Yes. Uh, I just I don't I'm, I'm like dressed up as a big leaf, but I have my little <laughs> leaf siblings like attached to me <laughs> all over. I don't think that would bother me. I really think it's leaves on the ground, especially if they're wet. I just I can't. Like this rain is fucking with me. I hate, and it's been a rainy ass fall here in Alabama. It's we done had so much rain. All these leaves that fell on the ground, and I just I parked all the way down from my apartment because the only spaces available were spaces underneath that tree in front of my building. 
And it's covered. The ground right there is just covered in fucking leaves. Oh, I ain't finna park my car under this shit. I ain't park out of the, um, under the tree in front of your park, your place. Because all them leaves then fell down. I was like, fuck it. I'm just park over here. <laughs> I can't deal with it. We're going to get to the root of your leaf issue in 2019. I just. We ain't doing it today. I hate fall. But anyway. Yeah. Look like I'm going to need to get me a bucket of leaves for, do for behind the couch. What's wrong with you? I've been telling myself the whole time during this conversation, don't don't reference the plural of leaf as leaves, and I just did it. Leaves. Damn, I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> some things you, some things you, it's hard, it's hard to undo. Like we from the south, yeah, it's hard for me to say door instead of the dough. Uh, do I say dough? I think I say door. You say door. Yeah. You sadiddy country black person. <laughs> We gonna get into that actually <laughs> about sedentiveness. We we about to get into that. <laughs> like every family got like a sedity mm-hmm. black person. I was that person at Thanksgiving. I don't eat chitlins. Fuck is wrong with y'all? The fuck is this? Is what we did when we were slaves and they just gave us the leftovers and we had to make do. We ain't gotta do that shit no more. Fuck y'all still eating this but, nasty but shit. But black fuck. taste buds evolved for chitlins to be delicious. I don't give a shit. It ain't delicious to me. I ain't finna eat that shit. I'm not eating nothing's intestines. It ain't shit if they clean it well. I don't care. It's gross. If they're, I don't like the texture of them. I don't like the smell of them. I don't like the fact that it's intestines. I just don't. It's too much. I don't want it. So I don't eat that. So I do come off looking quite sedity because I um I won't eat it. I'm not gonna do it. Do anybody call you out for it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Red, y'all. Red ain't eating no chitlins. You are right. You know how long it took me to figure out when I was seeing the chitterlings box in uh, that's what it was. in Walmart that it was it chitlins, was chitlings because everybody called them chitlins like chitterlings. But but that's that's the kind of shit I'm fighting against. <laughs> I'm fighting against being the word chitlins being used my whole life when it's an actual Queen's English that go along with that garbage. Yes. Oh. So, before you get into the fact that we're conversation con artists, I just want to tell you to your face, fuck you. <laughs> For what? What did I do? Because I, in our group chat, I sent a message oh, because yeah. I posted a picture and on Instagram, and I haven't posted one in a while. And every time I do, I either I get a bunch of either whole tip shit or just ridiculous dms and i got one that told that said i look like i smell like cocoa butter which i thought was hilarious and hotep is just fuck this nigga <laughs> responded back in the group and said does he know you really smell like dogs and dollar tree peppermint yep <laughs> i laughed for so long because it's kind of true <laughs> Yep. I do true. have dogs that jump up on me all the time, so I'm sure I smell like them. And I love Dollar Tree dinner mints because I just eat them. I actually I bought a bunch of um peppermint when I was in uh Gatlinburg, which is why I wasn't here last week. So shout out to Shogun for filling in. But um I bought a I like peppermint. I'm just a peppermint person. Especially soft peppermint, which is what dinner mints are. But that shit I was at work and I just busted out <laughs> <laughs> because it was so fucked up but it was so true you need to be you know you it's okay to let the dudes know that yes i smell like cocoa butter and dogs and dollar tree mints it's it's fine 
I mean, I, I'm probably just gonna let them discover the dogs and 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 dog treatments. I don't think I'm gonna come out the gate. You need to find out if these dudes like dogs before you come home and Kingston been choked to death. Oh no, my profiles ha- have the dogs on them. Like my Tinder profile, one of my pictures is my dogs, and they they're mentioned in my profile because. The dog stays. <laughs> the dogs ain't going nowhere. So, nigga, if you got an issue with dogs, I'm not the bitch for you. Because they not going nowhere. They loyal as fuck. I don't even know if you loyal yet. So, why would I get rid of them for you? The fuck I look like. Yeah. Honesty is the best policy. What do you mean? Oh, dogs? Yeah. <laughs> They'll figure it out. I be, since I got Remy, I be, have dog hair on me anyway. I try to, oh, it's just, it's an impossible task to, like, keep all dog hair off. Cause even when I use the uh, lint roller, it there his hair is everywhere. It's fucking everywhere. Anyhow, well, we are conversation con artists <laughs> back for another fantastic episode. You can find me, Mister On Point, at Mister M I S T E R underscore On Point, and I can be found uh, at Red underscore Calamity. Also, we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So, if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail dot com, or you can find us on Facebook. And we are only doing one letter today because it is a long, long letter. <laughs> Um, and so a week before last, when I um, when I was here, we talked about how Michael, which is our friend from overseas, he's from the UK, um, had an interesting take on the conversation we had about down low men or straight men who identify men who identify as straight, but say I'm I'm not gay because I enjoy having sex with a man every now and then, and so. Michael had a very interesting take on it and I wanted to share that. So he sent in his letter, just fair warning, a lot of information <laughs> come your way. Also, Michael, I'm sure that On Point wants to let you know something about who's reading the letter and why. <laughs> she ain't let me read the letter. <laughs> I don't know why. She's never had this level of resistance about reading read something. It. So. She gonna read it, but apparently they had an agreement where he was gonna read it. It wasn't an agreement. I just said it was gonna be read exquisitely, and since those were my words, (laughs) I feel more comfortable with me delivering the service. But do you want to go back and forth? No, no, no. You gonna read it, and it better be exquisitely. And now the pressure. (laughs) It's on. Okay, so this is from Michael, and again, if you if you did miss that episode, we had an episode where we referenced um, men who identify as straight but have sex with men, and how they don't think that they're bisexual or gay. That episode was Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody, indeed. Oh, he did mention that in his the uh, comment before, so. <clears throat> <laughs> Hello, I skipped ahead a bit to check if you mentioned my last message in your new episode. So first and foremost, seasoning. I think it was Ali Wong who originally said, and I'm paraphrasing here, there are two types of Asians, uh, fancy Asian and jungle Asian. I'm half Chinese and half Vietnamese. I'll let you decide which way round they are. (laughs) Well, I'm half British and half Filipino. I think we all know which side of the fancy slash jungle divide my family falls on. So when you guys were talking about all the fancy food in Asia, I was laughing out loud in the supermarket. My family eats pig's feet and chicken eyes (laughs) with the best of them. First of all, let me say I didn't know chicken eyes were a thing that people ate. What you thought they did with chicken eyes? Throw them away. No. Why would you eat an eyeball? 
Like, and I bet it. I feel like I don't know. Michael, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like it's not even cooked, <laughs> or if it is, it's like barely. They cooked. boil them. <sighs> you eat chicken titties. Breast. <laughs> I mean, I, so I don't see why eyes would be a problem. It's just weird. It's something's eye. Yeah. I don't know. It just it feels weird. Uh, until you mentioned Lowry's seasoned salt, I'd not heard of it, nor seen it for sale here. I know a healthy number of Americans this in, and as we live near a military base, so they should be able to pick up some for me. The Filipino equivalent is Maga Magic Syrup. Buy a tub of it and add a bit to everything to make it taste Filipino. So I'm going to have to go. We, there's an Asian market down the street from us. Mm-hmm. Would they have it? I think they would Maybe. have it. Either that or the place at Homewood. In return, I may have to share my spring greens recipe at some point, which is what we get instead of collard greens in the UK. I've not had American, but I'm told it tastes slightly different. But yes, while I'm a big fan of Japanese slash Chinese food, I'm from a country that eats with their hands, puts chili vinegar salt on everything, and cooks up spaghetti with Velveeta hot dogs and a half cup of sugar. Nope. Sounds disrespectful to spaghetti. (laughs) I ain't eating it. Uh Uh-uh. Going back to conversation on sexuality. Firstly, a bit of my uh, a bit of background on my own experience of growing up LGBT to give context. So, I grew up in Southeast London, just outside of a place called Croydon, in a rough neighborhood called Norwood. I was born in '87, so it wasn't exactly the most understanding environment to be in. I was a mixed race, bisexual, second generation immigrant kid. With and with hindsight, I'd had I'd also had social attentive, social and attentive issues that I'm only addressing as an adult. To say I got my shit punched in on a regular basis would be a fair assessment. When I was growing up, I was worrying about plenty of more pressing issues, way more acting on my feelings, way before acting on my feelings of attraction towards members of my own sex. As a growing boy, I had interactions with girls. I think I may have gotten drunk and kissed a boy at one point, but I never really fell in love until I was 15. That was with a girl, and given the much higher level of homophobia in schools back then, I guess on some level I assumed being gay was a choice. Everyone was presumably like me. Some chose to pursue the opposite sex, some the same, and the latter were ostracized. Those were the rules, just like buying a bag with a Nike logo on it or not wearing your school tie too long. What I'm saying is my own strangled route to dancing at Pride events with a bi-flat painted on my face. Damn. My thing just did something stupid. (laughs) My phone just just said, fuck you. Okay. Mm. Okay. Um, what I'm saying is my own strangled route to dancing at Pride events with a bi flag painted on my face has been a long one. So my perspective is just as skewed and individual as anyone's. Just because I'm in it doesn't make me an authority. I can only relate what I know. That said... I've met a lot of people. I've moved around the country. My wife is super gregarious. We tend to pick up friends from all walks of life. People from different countries, different races, sexualities, ages, um, political, financial backgrounds. We've known small town, narrow-minded, racist, middle-class white boys and polyamorous military lesbian hockey players and invited them to the same dinner party. I bet that was interesting. From this mix, what I've personally seen is that sexuality means something different to everyone. To a lot of people, it's this code of conduct. To my mind, they treat sexuality like a kid treats a certain food they don't like. I don't like mushrooms. Okay, Billy, but you like spaghetti and that has mushrooms. Well, then I don't like spaghetti. Or perhaps more accurately, you've never had mushrooms. How do you know you don't like them? 
To this group, it works like one of the ways you were discussing. If you try having sex with another man slash woman at college, you're not straight. If you like pegging, you're not straight. The reason I don't agree with this perspective is the logic doesn't work uh, around another way around. So if pegging makes a man gay, um, if, if pegging makes a man gay because that's something gay men do, then surely it will follow a woman who likes cunnilingus is also a lesbian because that's something lesbian women do. Okay, maybe it's because the idea of a strap-on is phallic. Men have penises, so you must like men. Well, no. It really depends on what the inner world of the mind of the man getting his butt fucked is doing. <laughs> a man's G-spot is up his arse. And he did say arse. <laughs> Imagine a world where women were told that only lesbians like clitoral stimulation, so 80% of the female population went their whole lives without a clitoral orgasm it's fucked up and that is literally the world we live in as men so no i don't buy the idea that straight men who like being pegged by a woman would be cool if they looked over one day and tanisha had tagged tyshawn he used the blackest names he used the black tanisha <laughs> and tyshawn i don't know why but you know it's hilarious um to address the other point one of the straightest guys i know has been fucked by a man I won't name here because it was one of those drunken admissions that told in confidence. Suffice it to say, the guy is hopeless with women. He was feeling low in his self-image, awkward talking to the opposite sex, and lonely as hell. Also, he was super awkward making friends. We only knew him owing to my wife's aforementioned gregariousness. And he'd recently moved into a new social situation. The one guy he ended up making friends with at the new place happened to be gay. Then he met everyone else through him, so all the women he met had a high chance of being lesbians. He was out drinking most weekends, usually at a gay bar, and most of his friends had stories about all the dick they were getting as they were in their 20s and playing the field. Naturally, the conversation would often become some sort of version of... Uh, you don't know how lucky you are. Being straight is so much harder. Every man and woman here gets laid as often as they want. Have you ever tried being with a man? It might not be as bad as you think. Yeah, no, I know I've not tried it, but I just know it's not for me. The whole thing is, sorry, what? I didn't hear that last bit. This guy over here wants to suck my dick. I'll be back in 15. <laughs> A couple of years of this, this man found himself going to bars where 9 out of 10 women weren't interested in men. Those that were, he couldn't bring himself to talk to unless he was pissed drunk, at which point he often discovered they had partners or weren't attracted to desperately horny drunk guys. I guess one of those nights, he up and decided to himself, I'm going to get in on this full scene of easy sex that I'm avoiding constantly and, look, and took a man home. I'll spare you the gory details, which are actually pretty hilarious but also deeply personal and skip to the end our intrepid sexual explorer giving such an unenthusiastic show that the guy he picked up stopped mid thrust and said uh are you straight <laughs> jesus uh they then i sat, wonder if he meant are you straight as in not gay or are you straight as, as in how okay. black folks say are you straight no because this is in europe so i don't think they use it that way they don't use our slang <laughs> For the most part. Maybe he was a black man from America in Europe. Ooh, a black man from America. That shouldn't have been his first sex experience. I can imagine that wasn't pleasant. Um, <laughs> according to stereotypes, anyway. Uh, they then sat up talking all night about how, yes, that really did nothing for him. And no, he wouldn't be trying that again. My point being, on a larger scale, if we had a Venn diagram and the circles were labeled A, men who have tried sex with men and didn't like it. B, men who have tried any sexual contact with men. C, LGBTQ men in the closet. I believe that B and C will have a much bigger overlap than A and C. 
Also, the reason most straight men have an experiment is not because it is such an innately horrific thing to do, but because we've been programmed to avoid it by society. Clearly, we've been programmed to avoid lots of things, but gay sex is seen as an innately bad because of society, not the other way around. Hope that makes sense. Also, to address the point on red um, would be way more upset about being cheated on with a guy, which I would. This surprises me. Most women I know are the other way around and that if you're cheated on with another man, well, at least you can walk away and think this is 100% on him. Clearly, there was something I was never going to give him that he needed and he was just the kind of trash human being who decided it was okay to string me along anyway. Where else, if it's another woman, that's there's less certainty. What has she got that I haven't? Did I push him away? Is she better at being a woman than me? I'm going to address that at the end of this because I have a lot to say about that. Assuming a bi person is going to cheat is pretty common, though. Not having a straight gay perspective, I'm kind of assuming, inferring a bit, but I think from the outside, you think, if you like men and women, then how can you ever just want one person? You have to have one of each minimum. To which I suppose I'd say that my wife is bi, is a bi white woman. She is four and a half years older than me. She is a housewife. She has a daughter. English is her first language, and she hates sushi. So yes, I don't have a sexual relationship with a man. I also don't have a relationship with a straight straight gay person a filipino person a younger man a ceo a woman who wants to travel the world and live in a new country every 18 months i never had sex with someone who only speaks a different language and i don't get as much raw fish in my diet as i would if i was with a japanese woman from cambridge who wears green circular glasses indoors and speaks with a lisp <laughs> When you're bisexual, the sex of your partner is just another attribute. To say you'd never be with a man who's been with other men sounds as weird as saying you'd never be with a man who had been with another race or someone from another country. Had a holiday romance in Tunisia? I'm sorry, I can't be with Tunisian. I can't be that Tunisian for you. Um, the glaring difference is that there's a huge payload of cultural shame associated with homosexual encounters, which is especially strong in the black community. Most of the black people, most of the black people and their various family members know I'm bi, but I always get the impression that I get a pass because I'm not black. After meeting a black, after meeting black people in the LGBTQ community, I think that pushes a lot of men, especially to hide their sexuality and contextualize their attraction to other men as a sort of addiction almost. This ironically will lead people to cheat far more than the attraction itself. If my wife found gay porn on my computer, she'd maybe tease me about it a bit as she knows I'm really British about that sort of stuff, but it wouldn't be an issue. If I lived in a marriage where I had to suppress that side of myself completely, who knows what mental pedestal the dick would be placed on. <laughs> Michael, I love your way with words, let me just say. Uh, my understanding of sexuality is that it's like spicy food. Most people sit somewhere on the scale. You've got super straight people at one end at chili eating competitions and growing chocolate. What is that? Boot, but, butt loss? Boot the last. Butt loss. That's how I'm going to say. <laughs> In their back garden. I'm sure we just fucked that all up. You've got mega gay people at the other boiling up chicken breasts and covering them in mayonnaise. Ew. <laughs> But the, more, but the majority of people sit somewhere in between. What has happened over the past 900 years or so is that we've decided only one end of the scale is acceptable. So, to continue with the metaphor, everyone vaguely interested in Chile just forced themselves further up that scale, often in the fear of execution. We've taught our children that spicy food is good, and to live without it means death. 
followed by the creator of the universe setting you on fire forever. We've taught this for generations and generations. For most people, they're able to adapt to this. The only people it becomes a problem for are those that are so averse to spice as to not be able to enjoy it on any level. There are those that spend their entire brief existence on this planet never enjoying a single bite, surrounded by blissfully happy people eating from the same plate. Others are bullied, imprisoned, killed, tortured, abandoned, shunned, beaten because of their true selves because their true selves were discovered. I know this is an extended metaphor, but I feel that you have to remove the subject matter and discuss it indirectly because we all have such strong, inherent feelings on this stuff. Myself included, it's just easier talking in the metaphor and bringing it back. Now, we find ourselves in a divided society. Same-sex activity has been legal in all U.S. states since 2003. We no longer have a scale as we did in all history before 400 A.D. It has been beaten out of us. We have those that can fit in the sexual morals defined for us, and we have deviants. We have gays, lesbians, polygamists, bi's, polys, monogamous, straights. I just don't buy it. I've had experiences with too many straight guys. I've met too much variance on the theme of femininity and masculinity in both sexes. I just don't believe in this system of boxes to sit in. There are hundreds of different pride flags. Straight, gay, bi, poly, bear. The fuck is bear? Don't know. Let us know what bear uh, is. Yeah. <laughs> Lesbian, uh, asexual, pansexual. There's a flag for people who like sex but not relationships. Really? Um, we're trying to put an analog signal into the digital boxes. It's like trying to find a subspecies for every amoeba on the planet. We're complex beings with individual experiences of sexuality. Fine, have a flag. A symbol to show your joy, your freedom to express yourself. For some people, it's still a protest flag. A, fu a fuck you to people who deny your humanity. But it doesn't define you, and it can't. We need several billion flags because no two of us matches up entirely. Okay, I hope that makes sense. Clearly, I've written a small book there, so please don't feel I'm hoping to get the whole thing read out. Feel free to, uh, if you wish. Uh, do I need to read the second one? No. Okay, so that was his huge opinion. And thank you so much for taking the time to write that, Michael. Um, it was refreshing to get a bisexual person's perspective of this because... In the circle that we kind of move in, I think we only really have conversations as it pertains to straight gay. We don't really, really get into bisexuality very much. I don't even know that I, do I know any bisexual? Uh, I, I have a lot of bisexual kids on my caseload and we I have some to, bisexual adults. We but. used to play D&D &D with a guy that was bisexual. Okay. And uh, once or twice he talked about the stigma in the straight community against bisexual people and because they just, Consider you gay if you're bi. Oh, now that I don't. Hurt. In the LGBT community, uh, or in the gay community, bi is like frowned upon <laughs> because I guess maybe it looked they're playing both sides. But Freddie Mercury mm -hmm. was openly bi. He communicated him communicated himself as a bi male. He did, but I don't think he was bi. Well, because no, he there, he only had one, so he left all his shit to the woman in his life. But there was a point in their relationship; it ended because she was like, "I mean, Freddie, you're gay." <laughs> like, so I think that I think he was more gay than bi because he. Well, but what I'm saying is that that's the essence of the conversation we had before. Mm -hmm. Like, essence and I, a part of what we we are in such of those. We sit so deeply in those boxes that Michael's mm -hmm. talking about yes. that we can't even accept a man who says he is bi because 
of how we define what his other activities look like. Oh no, I I'm not defining it based off of what he did. I'm defining it based off of it seemed that that's that was more what he identified. But is. what if his scale of bisexuality is five percent women and ninety five percent men? I mean, if he identified as bi, then I he's bi as it pertains to that but i think i want to say because freddie mark i love freddie mercury and i love queen and i was so excited about this bohemian rhapsody cut and i still haven't watched it but i ha- i need to watch it uh and so even before that movie i had kind of researched his life a bit and so i kind of knew all of the stuff that um was in the movie already but i think that it seemed like he identified more as gay. I think that the relationship that he had with the woman that he ended up leaving all his stuff to was a relationship that he had had even before he became famous. And at, at a point in their relationship, it just wasn't working. <laughs> and that's when he started doing all of this stuff with all of these men because he became famous and had access to them. And he even had a, he was with a man at the end of his life. What did he identify? What did he say? He never identified as anything. Was he would never he would never identify as it. When people would ask him about his sexuality, because it came in question because he was very flamboyant, he never identified. He said he didn't identify as anything. He loved all people, so he didn't put a label on it. He never did. I would imagine that a woman that was married to somebody like Freddie Mercury would still be in one of those boxes to where she couldn't even look at the scale of bisexuality as what it is. She defined him as gay anyway. Oh, uh, she did. Well, she did. But well, I'm saying, what she is there a possible? Like, if she knew that he was having sex with women and men, I think she would still say he's gay. They seemed to be real. I mean, they were. They stayed close. They stayed friends. She like still was on tour helping them out. Like, I, so she didn't seem. I think she had kind of realized early into it that he just wasn't really that into her like that. <laughs> So I don't know. He never put a label on his sexuality. Hell, he didn't even admit to having HIV to the day before he died. Like he was so, just a very. Pl- I know. I know you're gonna get into your point and your perspective about that part that uh, addressed your way of thinking, but that I wouldn't be with somebody that had been with yeah. him, or no, that I would be more upset if I got if cheated, cheated on. on. Yes. If a dude cheated on you with men and women, would you be more likely to call that man bi or call him gay? I would call him by, but I, but because I've already he he addressed this as well. I'd already said that I wouldn't be with a man that's been with a man, which would be bisexual a bisexual man. I wouldn't date a bisexual man. Um, I think that dynamic for most people, for most women in our society, they would call him gay. Like yeah. if you had sex with men, regardless of if you having sex with women too, yeah. you're gay. Because well, because a lot of I don't think that. We are open-minded enough. A lot of people don't believe bisexuality is a thing. I mean, there are a lot of people who feel like you just saying it's about women. Or if you have sex with a man, you gay, period. Or if you have sex with a woman, you're a lesbian. I think that reason my perspective is different is probably because of what we do. I, I can't be that closed-minded as far as not acknowledging that bisexuality exists because I work with people that are bisexual and i see you know so my perspective is gonna probably be a little different than like with the average woman the average woman probably would just be like that nigga gay and it's crazy because (laughs) the essence of bisexuality is how you feel about that that sex internally internally 
I like men 50%. I like women 50%. Mm -hmm. And they could be attracted to anyone. And I'm sure that range is different. Mm -hmm. But they could be attracted to anyone at even any, any given time, carry on a relationship with that person and have a sexual relationship with those people. Mm -hmm. Because we focus so much on what it looks like on the outside, we can't, a lot of people can't even conceptualize that somebody can like one or, or and the other at the same time. It's you either a man that like women or you a man, man a, that a like men. You what I'm saying? Yeah. You, in our society, you're either a man that like women, mm -hmm. a woman that likes men, mm -hmm. or you gonna be whatever we define you. You can't be somebody that's that's both. Mm -hmm. You can't like both. And if you're a woman, maybe you can like both because well, it's a lot that, more acceptable. That social stigma is not there. Yeah, it's but a if lot you're a man, more acceptable. You can't like women and men and be straight. Mm -hmm. You're gay. That, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I guess that's the difficulty of the dialogue. It's like we're only doing that because of what we see and what we socialize. We don't know internally what part of the scale that that person lies on as it pertains to it. But like I said, I think the reason why I wouldn't assume that if if I got cheated on with a man that he was just gay. Again, I where I got two girls and. I just picked up a boy. He ain't bi. He gay. But I got two girls on my caseload right now that identify as bisexual and they've had relationships with boys and girls. And because part of my job is to delve into these these topics with people that are actively going through figuring it out themselves, my perspective is impacted by that. So I, you know, I absolutely believe bisexuality is a thing. I think that there are people who are attracted to both. It's not something that I, like as far as uh, one of the points in his uh, letter was that uh, social stigma is what keeps a lot of people from um, experimenting like in college. And I, for me, I don't think, and, I, and, I, and that is true for some people. For me, I don't think it was so much that. Like I just do not, I find women to be, I can find attractiveness in women as far as what attractiveness is, I guess, to men. Like, I find, I, I, well, if, basically, those European beauty standards that are transitioning over to more, yeah, more African, yeah, Afrocentric beauty standards. Shit now, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I think we all conditioned to that. Yeah, I think we all conditioned to know what attractiveness love. Like, yeah. we can look at a whole list of people mm -hmm. and we can list them in the range of who Hollywood would choose to be in a movie. But even that, like, so if if one of my male friends came up to me and I was trying to tell them about a girl, I would tell, like, she cute, she got a nice shape, she got a fat ass. Like, I would say those things. But if he was describing... <laughs> and I've had this happen with some of my male friends be trying to describe a dude to me. And when I asked, well, what he look like? I mean, he look all right. The fuck does that mean? Like, they, they're so hyper-focused on not describing a man in any kind of a, like a sexual way that they will not give me no details about what but this we, motherfucker looks like. But we we do compliment <laughs> we do compliment our homeboys on like on their looks. How what like in what way? When they when they get that fresh haircut, we be like you trying to get all the holes, ain't you? Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> like as opposed to me saying one of my female friends like that dress, your ass look good as hell in that dress we say shit like that and he, it's but and i know it's because society accept that's more acceptable for me to do oh he got you know he got a new fit for the club you trying to kill him tonight ain't you <laughs> you know what i'm saying like we that have so these <laughs> overly masculine aggressive ways of saying because essentially what you're saying is that outfit looks nice. People are going to look at you and regard that as something that's fair flashy. Or you get that haircut and somebody say you're trying to get all the hoes, ain't you? Like that haircut is is very fresh. I think that women are going to really like that. <laughs> when you see them, they're going to see your haircut and they're going to, you know, they're going to want to speak to you because of that. We, we can't it. say that stuff. I know, but that's what I mean. Like, and so even or, those kind or, of things. Or be like light skinned ass niggas be getting all the women. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> Instead of saying like, your complexion plays into the dynamics of colorism that we have, <laughs> that you will be more uh, looked at as more fine finely by women than you know. It's just so funny. Like that's we can we say stuff like that. It's just to funny. represent that the differences. But women we, are a lot more candid in our conversations. Like we, I've had conversations about colorism with my female friends and about how uh, he gonna probably like you better than me. Or it's you know I've experienced niggas like my best friend in high school was light skinned and had like a C or probably a D sized chest in fucking fifth grade and shit. So <laughs> you know. I had already early on started experiencing colorism, but we just, we don't have to find clever ways to say the shit. Like society has allowed us as women to be able to just be like, girl, you got on a push up bra with it. Your girl's looking good today. What's going on? Like we do that on a regular basis. Like, yeah, we can't say, we can't, we can't do that. I can't be like, Hey man, your lights, the cocoa butter got your light skin glistening. Is that? <laughs> Is that cocoa butter? What is that? That's something special. That must you must have got that from Amazon. That ain't Palmer's. That's some special all natural it's stuff. Just some African shea butter. Yeah, like butter. we we can't do that. I know. That, that's that. Uh, it's so funny. It's that's societal, that toxic masculinity. Yeah, it's societal conditioning. Like it's not okay. Society makes it not okay. Uh, but to his point about me being more upset if it was a man. So here's the thing. Because what he said was, you know, he he would think that. I would be questioning what this woman has that I don't. And with a man, I would know exactly what it was. But one, I don't think that that's necessarily true. Um, and then two, for me, it's, I guess the expectation, right, is that if you become cheated on and you are in what you assume to be or what y'all have acknowledged to be a heterosexual relationship, the assumption then is that if he cheats on me, it is going to be with a woman. Okay. So if I find out that he's cheating, automatically I'm going to be like, who the bitch? <laughs> right. But to find out that it was a man would be a lot more devastating to me because it's not the expectation. Now, if I was in a relationship with a man that I knew to be a bisexual man, I would be expecting that shit. And so it, it would be a different story. But I think for me, it's just the, what you mean you finna run off with Bill? The fuck? What? <laughs> like, I would probably go to jail because it would be this level of deception and just deceit. And I would be so fucking pissed. 
So what you're saying is is a dual level of deception. Yes. Not just one level of deception. Yes. Because again, if I've acknowledged or I've stated before that I have no interest in being in a relationship with a man that's bisexual. So then if I we've had a conversation and you identify to me that you are a heterosexual man, then you coming back later telling me that you fucking Bill and you finna run off with Bill is gonna be a problem because okay you cheated on me that's one and then you didn't lie to me about this shit <laughs> so it's another level so that's why it would be upsetting for me and as far as wondering like what she got that i don't got i stopped doing that shit in early 20s i just started realizing that niggas ain't shit <laughs> no let me not say that but i don't it you said it <laughs> How you gonna say something and be I like, know, let, let me not, not say, say that? It. That's so passive aggressive. <laughs> when you say something and then be like, let me not say that. You said it. I heard you. <laughs> what I mean is that at this point, at this age, I'm I'm gonna be 34 years. Actually, uh, the day y'all listening to this is my birthday. I'm gonna be 34 on Tuesday, the day we released this. So at 34. I just, I don't give a fuck. I don't care what she got that I don't got. You decided to be with me, motherfucker. So at the point that whatever she does have became more important or it was something that you decided that you needed, you should have just been fucking honest with me. I'm not, that ain't going to make me feel bad about me. Shit. I Look, I am who I am. You knew who I was. And you decided when you decided to be in a relationship with me that that was cool. So why at, at the point that you decided to change up the rules and shit would I be questioning my fucking self but that's years of improvement on my own self-esteem and so for a lot of people you know they may not be there yet and i still have some issues with my self-esteem but that kind of shit there the some of the relationships that i've been in then broke me of that real fast so no <laughs> i'm not gonna be wondering what she has because i don't give a fuck what she has you know me you know all of these things about me and you decided knowing all of those things what i what i have what i don't have and you decided to be with me so i don't give a fuck what she got i ain't gonna question it you knew and chose me in the beginning so you the fuck up in that case not me so that's not something that i would have an issue with uh as far as well what does she have that i don't have and why is he picking her over me young red absolutely young red used to do that young red beat herself all the way up when she got cheated on and wondered what i was lacking whether it was i've always had a complex about my weight because i was so small and now i'm kind of regretting wanting to gain this weight I, but that's another day only because the attention that i get now i thought i wanted it but i don't <laughs> another story for another day uh but i've always had such a complex about my weight so like when i got cheated on with like one of these stereotypical like insta thoughts that you know with all of this ass and shit that made me feel because i already had that insecurity and so that was something again that has taken years for me to work on and get past and like even before i gained this weight i was always already at a place like fuck you you knew i was skinny for you <laughs> like you know what i'm saying like again it's, it's kind of one of those things i was already slim so like you decided you wanted to be with me despite that so now you didn't decide that you want to go get you a thickums and i'm supposed to feel bad about that shit. you chose me first <laughs> so fuck you and fuck her but now i'm like a slim thickum so <laughs> i i think that i think that your perspective is the outlier yes oh i'm a very aware of yeah it. <laughs> uh you've 
the level of callousness that you've been able to achieve about life is uh <laughs> I don't know if I should say impressive or uh worrisome. <laughs> I don't know. Is, and I'm glad so and I'm glad sometimes I, I talk like this and I tell people these things and I think that they feel like, oh, she's just saying that because it sounds good or no, this is how I you know me, so you know Yeah. <laughs> I mean it. All of the shit that I'm She saying. mean every bit of it. <laughs> it's a, I do I have that I have that battle with myself is whether or not it's a good thing because the level of cutting folks off that I'm capable of doing, sometimes I'm even like, shit. <laughs> Jesus. It's I can't control it though. I think just my life experiences up until this point with both family and outside relationships, I just don't I don't know. Like I just I'm got a razor sharp edge. <laughs> There's a Marvel character named Franklin Richards. He is the son of uh, Reed Richards. Okay. And uh, well, Invisible Man, uh, Invisible Woman, and Stretch. The, the, the Stretch. He, yeah. I can't. I don't, I'm not. I can't that's think of Fantastic Four. Me I can't but I know he's Mr. Uh, Fantastic. Is that it? Yeah, Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic. He's an Omega yeah. level, but their son is an Omega level mutant. Okay. Like as a child, mm -hmm. to the point that one day he, with his own psyche, turned himself into an adult, <laughs> and nobody knew who he was. <laughs> he was just like going around beating up people. But he willed himself to be an adult. He can will people in and out of existence, oh, essentially, shit. too. Like, he could do so many things as a kid that they had to use some kind of magic on him to limit the amount of power that he oh, had because okay. he, he he was just doing crazy shit it all the time. Much, yeah. And I feel like the level of I don't give a fuck to which you've achieved, <laughs> if you could will somebody that you cut off out of existence. I would. They would be gone yeah. in an instant. They would. That's the level to which a human can't do that. <laughs> but if they could, is what she's got. I need y'all to understand that. Yeah, it, that's true. And I mean, I don't know. I can't answer your question if it's impressive or if it's concerning. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't decided myself. It's just where I've gotten to at this age. Like, I think it's more concerning at this point than it is impressive. <laughs> Because I think it's impacting it is. your life. Oh, it is. <sighs> Great shirt. Another game, pop culture reference, Scrubs. Did yes. you watch Scrubs? I did. I loved Scrubs. Do you know, like, the main character, JD, mm -hmm. his consistent problem was that he found these one little bitty things about the women that he was dating. Yes. And it was a problem for him so much that he had to let them go. Mm -hmm. Mandy Moore played in one of the episodes, and the issue that she had was... Instead of laughing about things, she say, that's so funny. Yes. That was he an had, episode of Seinfeld, too. He had the biggest problem with the fact that she wouldn't just laugh. So did Seinfeld. <laughs> I didn't watch Seinfeld. It was, uh, he was, a, he was didn't like, feel how? like a black person show when I was a kid. Uh, it still is. Not like Martin and Fresh Prince. True. It's, but it's not, but it was funny. But he, his thing was, how can I be a comedian and be with somebody who doesn't actually laugh? <laughs> It's understandable. I, well, I don't cut people off of little things, though. That's the thing. It's not. It don't be small shit. Like it don't be small, but you be have you have your finger on the trigger for little shit, though. 
But I have y'all to talk me out of it. Y'all talk me down off the ledge all the time. Like, and I really, when you describe me as having two devils instead of an angel and a devil on my shoulders, that is so fucking accurate. Because I don't have that thing that's like, give them the benefit of a doubt. I don't have it. Listen, she got one, she got one big devil that be like, let's kill his ass. Your trunk is big enough. You got big trash bags, 30 gallon. <laughs> we ain't got to have no mess, no forensic evidence. You watch enough. I watch it. ID time. channel. You can get away with this, at least the beginning <laughs> stages. And then the other, the little, the little devil be like, let's not kill him, you know, but fuck him. <laughs> so I think that I need to come through and be like, hey, yes. listen, Red. Yes. And quit, you do. <laughs> quit listening to them voices, okay? Let's get some logic and some sensibility in here. You gray shirt lasted as long as he did before he fucked and he fucked that up. He fucked up. He did. I told you. But he, he fucked it up. Let him he go. He did. But before he fucked it up, he lasted as long as he did. Cause on point. Because I would talk to on point and on point was like really, really like I had an issue with the gym thing. He talked about the fucking gym all the time and I did not give a fuck. I just I don't want to hear about it. This nigga would call me while he was in the gym working out. Like, I don't want to hear you breathing hard on the fucking treadmill. But so, but yeah, so I have y'all for that. You remember the first thing you, the, or the second thing you was finna let him go for? What was it? I don't even remember. What was he it? called you and told you something that you ain't really like to hear. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was real ready. <laughs> I, my You're not going to tell the people? So I made a dinner <laughs> <laughs> for this nigga. First of all, let me say this. My original plan was to make a dinner that I know that I that I cook because I I cook kind of the same stuff all the time and but he wanted like this big soul food like greens and fried chicken and all of this shit and I was like I don't even make that shit for myself because it ain't really I I eat that when I go home with my mom because it ain't something I guess because I grew up on it it kind of became like I don't want, I I didn't ate enough greens cabbage butter beans pinto beans to last me a whole fucking lifetime so I don't really eat that kind of shit now. But he asked for it, so I made it. And this nigga ate the food. I asked him, how was it? He was like, oh, it was good. He took a plate with him. Fine. I was talking about making something else. And the thing I was talking about making was something that I had made or made regularly. And he was honest. And I'm always saying that I want some people to be honest with me. And so On Point called me out on my hypocrite. Uh, hypocrisy as far as this was concerned but this nigga told me he didn't like what I made he told me he didn't like actually what he said was he like he didn't like my cooking which I was like bitch you had one thing so I don't think that you can say that you don't like my cooking you can say you didn't like what I prepared which I still was upset about so I was going my hand was all on the it was on the trigger the missiles was about to be launched he's gonna be imploded yeah. but yeah, again I talked to you I got talked off the ledge and we continued on until he fucked up. So, you know, so I look, I got y'all for that. I don't need to have my own angel. <laughs> you need your own angel. Damn, just call y'all. When you get in a relationship, I'm going to just have to call y'all. No, you're going to need to, you're going to need to tone them devils down <laughs> somehow. Don't you got to convert one of them. The little one would be the, the big one ain't going, like she ain't convertible. Like she just really, it'd be on some other shit. <laughs> The little one is more apathetic. The little devil, the the other side of me is just apathetic. Like, all right, fuck it. I don't care. I'm just not going to talk to him no more. Like, <laughs> like that's what the my little devil is. My little devil is my apathy. My apathy has caused me a lot of grief. Because I don't care. Like, I just, 
Yeah, all right. So that's fine. <laughs> we just won't see each other no more. Okay. I can be apathetic as a motherfucker, like about shit. She can. And it's it's a problem. So the little one, my apathy. I need to like give her a little bit of. She needs some fucks. I don't have no fucks to give. I need to find some fucks to give the little one. Yeah. And I think she'll be all right. She just needs some fucks. She don't have no That's right it. Now. But yeah, so I do recognize I'm an outlier as far as not, as far as looking at breakups and like being cheated on because just of who I am. So I know I'm the outlier, which is why I understand why that would be confusing for him as far as yeah. how most women would, it would be more upsetting. So I do, I feel you, Michael. But that's why, that's why yeah. I want to bring it up yeah, because yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like Michael's off base no, he on, is not, on his assessment. Uh-uh, he isn't. He's, he's spot on, but I'm, I'm an alien. <laughs> so um, the way, and I, again, I've talked some about like just how I've grown up and I, I think all of my life experiences up until this point has shaped and molded me. And I think I just took, when stuff happens to you, you got a couple of different directions you can go in. You know what I'm saying? And so my direction, the path that I took is the one less, the road less traveled. Yep. I took the brer patch. <laughs> I didn't go down like the smooth paid patch. I decided to just create a patch through brambles and <laughs> and hot and colds and, and shit that's the way that i went so no he's absolutely your assessment is spot on um michael but i because of just how, how my psyche has become that don't apply to me i'm gonna be a lot more mad that you didn't fucking you've been out here feeling like this and and lied to me not only did you go out and cheat and then just come to me and say you having issues and because i would much rather that look i if you if i'm with somebody and and shit is not going well or you I talk, I'm a big person about we need to talk about it talk to me and let me give me an opportunity to address whatever your issue is because if I'm like la 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 and then I think shit is fine and then you just come to me one gray afternoon and say me and Bill about to make this make a go of it <laughs> you ain't going nowhere because I'm finna my look my big devil is we finna get out the ID channel shit okay that's like, what's gonna I'm happen. Not getting you out of jail. <laughs> well, you're gonna get away with it because you know how to do it. Yeah, you ain't gonna have to get me out of jail. Yeah. You might have to, you know, hopefully you won't even get questioned by the police, but you might have to like <laughs> you may have to go through an interrogation because of me, but like you ain't gonna have to get me out of jail. <laughs> A point that Michael made that I think is very interesting, at least worth diving to a into a little bit, is on a larger scale, if we had a Venn diagram, yes, and the circles were labeled men who've tried sex with men and didn't like it, men who've never tried any sexual contact with men, and LGBTQ men in the closet, B and C would have a much higher overlap than A and C. Yeah. Meaning that there are more men that haven't tried things mm -hmm. with LGBT community that are in the closet than there are men who have tried it and didn't, didn't like, like it, it and, and in the closet yeah because those not, men those men at least know that that is not something they have an affinity towards mm -hmm. versus what we know about a multitude of straight dudes that technically the more adamant against homosexuality you are the more likely it is that you have these subconscious homosexual tendencies that, has been, that you're trying to yeah. Uh, to suppress that's been what we've seen over the years is that these people that the loudest folks is to distract <laughs> it's a distraction and some of y'all out there are saying oh i'm i don't like homosexuals and i ain't gay well maybe not uh -huh. but let me tell you how this research was done okay <laughs> so they took a whole bunch of men mm -hmm. 
and they connected them to machines. They penis as well. And they showed them pictures of men and women after they did an inventory about how you feel about homosexuality. Mm -hmm. The men that had the strongest arguments and uh, problems with homosexuality were also the men that had the most reactions to men (laughs) when they were shown pictures of men like in bathing suits. (laughs) Because they were showing men and women. You, mm-hmm. you have resp- uh, responses everywhere. But those men were the ones that had the highest meat jumps when, <laughs> you know, the bodysuit man came yeah. around. You know, so it's not like this ain't been, they've been, ain't been testing yes. this. So. And the thing is, what I always like that, uh, what is that church? Oh, what is that church? The famous church. They always protesting it. Westboro. Westboro. Yes. The, my issue with, with folks like that and why I'm like, it's always suspicious when you that because first of all, somebody's sexuality has no impact on you. Okay. I I met with a new uh, kid. And but it does. Of, continue. What? It does. How? I'm going to tell you. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> met with a new kid and it broke my heart because he was a part of a church and he came out and this church stopped allowing him to go on overnight trips because they felt like i guess he was like now a predator or some shit or like we can't trust him around the children now because he's gay like that kind of shit is ridiculous and insulting and it broke my heart because he he was visibly very hurt by this and this didn't even happen recently but it's still something that stays with him and it broke my heart because somebody said they ain't got shit to do with i don't give a fuck look i don't care if you like to get your 50 shades gray on i don't care if you have sex with men have sex with i don't give a fuck what you do in your bedroom i ain't in there i don't give a shit it doesn't impact me i don't care and so people who have to like voice how wrong and how you're going to hell and and march and rap it's just like really why do you feel this passionately about this it didn't impact you but you said it does impact them so how it does impact them because if they don't profess their faith and all of the components (laughs) of it they will be sent to the eternal lake of fire (laughs) and you know what i don't i would drown in a regular lake (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let alone, why would I want to be in a lake made of fire? Like, what's under it? Like, is it just fire on the top and underneath there's just hot ass water and you boiling? Or is it just fire at the top and all the way down? So it's not really a lake of fire. It's just a big stretch of fire like in the forest over in California. And you just in that. You don't watch Family uh, King of the Hill like I do. Mm-mm. I'm a huge King of the Hill fan, if y'all didn't know. Like, if you come to my house randomly... Nine times out of ten, I'm probably watching. Seven times out of ten, I'm probably watching King of the Hill. Anyhow, there was an episode where Hank Hill's wife Peggy wanted to teach. She ain't got no educational background, so the best she can do is substitute. Okay, and she wanted to substitute so bad, but there was nowhere for her to substitute teach. So what she did was she pretended to be a nun because they were looking for a substitute, and so she started wearing a habit and was going and and. So she started feeling guilty because she was lying <laughs> to these folks. And so she had a daydream. And there is like a a, a a Hispanic show that they watch called Monsignor Martinez. 
And um, so she started having this daydream. And he, what he does is like he he's a dressed up as a priest, but he is a crime fighter. I don't really get it. But anyway, she had a daydream where she was teaching the kids and she was talking to them about birth control. And then Marcinia Martinez like showed up, hit a button, and the floor in the classroom started parting, and all the kids started dropping down into this pit of fire. So then she yells out, she's like, they didn't know any better. Like, it's all on me. And the fire go out. And so she thinks that, she's like, oh, thank God. She thinks that he listened to her, but he didn't. What it is, her husband, Hank Hill, who works in a propane store, he was like, oh, hold on. He had to change out the propane tank. And so he put a new propane tank in and turned it on, and the fire came back up. So maybe it's like a grill. Maybe <laughs> maybe it's, maybe like, it's a like a grill and it operates off It's of like propane. a grill, but you never get cooked, but you always get seared. Yes. Like the whole, it just never, <laughs> and you don't die. You just stay alive and you just going to be meeting well your whole <laughs> existence. But that's how it impacts them psychologically. My problem with that argument, though. Oh, wait, that my cut. I don't want to do the thing. Go I ahead. Do. Go ahead. No, no am I cutting you off? No, no, no. Not in a detrimental way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my problem with that argument is that they don't feel that way about the shit they do though you don't feel that way about uh cheating on your wife you don't feel that way about fucking folks in the church you ain't out here marching and shit against that because that also because the whole thing is that they're trying to ruin you know the the sanctity of the sanctity of marriage you out here fucking your secretary also is the problem. But I, you ain't loud about that shit. You ain't, they ain't loud about the shit that they're doing. They loud about all of this other stuff. <laughs> so that's my problem with that. If, that's, if you gonna try I'm to not go sure. to hell and burn in the fire, then it need, you need to be speaking out about everything. Well, I'm pretty sure there's some people out there that are loud that's doing everything right by the doctrine. I don't believe. That. I think I think it's probably a sixty-five-year-old woman that's doing everything she's supposed to do about her husband. Ain't gossiping, but with the women, just be. I mean, you're talking about those extreme. Like when you start talking about like Mormon and oh. those like extreme outliers of faith, you're yeah. talking about women who really play the role like they supposed to from the Bible. That's crazy. I, I mean, they, right. yeah. I I'm so I'm sure it's somebody in Westboro that's doing what they supposed to do. You know why feel, are they doing all that? Know. I'm not saying that's the bulk of them. I'm I just don't saying. even think the pastor, the head man. I don't even know his name. I really feel like he. The, is. the head people in all these systems be the ones to be having kids with all of the different <laughs> members. But I think Westboro is mostly family. But that don't necessarily mean that they ain't having kids <laughs> with all of the members. It doesn't. <laughs> it don't mean you that. You know, we in the heart of Alabama. That <laughs> it doesn't mean that. And we we know that that's. I done had some clients that that's been an issue too. <laughs> um but yeah no that i i just i hate that and that's part of the reason why as much as i possibly can i try to remain open-minded because i just see how some of this bullshit is so ridiculous and how it impacts these folks that kid should not have been taken away from going on overnight trips because before y'all knew he was gay, if he was gonna be fucking with the kids, he'd have been doing the shit already for y'all found out if that was what like it's not like okay, now they know so I can really <laughs> just do what I wanna do now. Like if if to go along with how Michael phrased it or framed it, if we had a Venn diagram, <laughs> one of them labeled gay, the other one labeled straight society, and one labeled all the bullshit that happens in the world. 
the perception of straight society is that the overlap is gay. Just the whole and thing like, over Yeah, there. like a whole bunch. Of, like, <laughs> if you're, if they, because for some reason people equate homosexuality to pedophilia. If you're, if you're gay, you're going to be having sex with kids. Well, all your favorite priests is married. <laughs> Wait a minute, they ain't married. They no, can't be married. No, they're not married. All your favorite priests ain't married, but they having sex with little boys. Yep. Or even, I guess you don't know if they even have an affinity towards women. I guess they're not supposed to even think about their sexuality. How do you even determine? Do you, uh, like does the does the faith assume that because you sought to be in this position that No, I think that you in choosing to be in that position, you're choosing to suppress the those worldly So is that a part of the process or do they leave it out? Like in the rules, is it that you know you giving up? this yeah i think that's or what is, it is it just that it's like you they don't even talk about it no I because think, i mean clearly it ain't no rule book that's that say no little boys so yeah. i don't but i think that going into the priesthood is explained to you that you are supposed to be living all leaving all of these worldly things behind that's why they always wear the same shit all the time they don't you know they don't indulge in any of the worldly shit okay so worldly shit includes sex in any form between uh uh-uh, uh and it, especially with because uh, gay is wrong according to the church so especially that but sex is included in those worldly things you're leaving behind in joining the priesthood so i, I don't i don't think they have like a a meeting where it's like these are all the things you can no longer do <laughs> i think that it's just kind of like all of that worldly shit you leaving it behind and deciding to follow this path and in in worldly shit sex is one of those things because they're for according to Jesus, uh, sex is for procreation, and so they're not going to be procreated. They're leaving all of that behind. The priest said, "I don't see nothing wrong with a little boy and grind." Why are you like this? <laughs> I can't help it. Oh my God! I ain't a bad guy. I just report the news. Go get the priest. One of the reasons. Don't come for me. <laughs> that I was so excited for when Michael said that he was going to send in his response to this is because he's told us before that he was bisexual some other time and some unrelated thing but so i knew his perspective was going to be one that we were not going to have access to outside of him sending that letter in because again we my circle includes either straight or gay i don't have anybody that is that like in a social way that way i could have a conversation with them about these kind of things that identifies as bisexual and i don't I don't I don't think I have gay in my circle just like poly alternative relationships. Yeah. Oh god. I got people that are in those alternative relationships. I I only have the one. <laughs> but we've had in-depth conversations about homosexuality about and it's so funny. Uh I feel there have been times in talking with him that I felt like I I'm sorry to ask this because I hate when like white people ask me like black shit like and it's like how the fuck you think I know? <laughs> I don't speak for all black people and i've asked him questions about homosexuality that i that he's been like red like i don't know <laughs> what well, is you know that's a part of my dialogue when it comes to those kind of things like because a lot of black people are like i'm tired of i'm tired of answering questions and telling white people what's what i'm tired of talking about red. like well how the fuck they gonna know mm-hmm. like how is how are the people that we have a problem with going to know mm-hmm what we value what we have problems with etc if we don't answer the question yeah i think that it's a problem in expecting them to just know 
when the evidence shows that they don't know. Yeah. And I don't know why they don't know. <laughs> you know, I think just when it comes to race, like white people, racial IQ is low. Yes. They well, racial IQ is like straight people. in ID range. Yeah. It's like below 80. Straight people's gay and bisexual are just other anything outside of straight i think their id is very very low or their iq is very low like he never got upset about the things that i asked him but i found out and i think i was looking at it in a very black and white way it's so much complexity within the homosexual community because we went to atlanta this not my friend is he's a white uh white gay male okay who grew up in texas we went to Atlanta one time, not realizing that it was Pride Atlanta Pride Week. Okay, if y'all ain't never met black gays, very different from white gays. Okay, and Pride Week in Atlanta is a little bit different than like San Diego, which is where I think like Atlanta is like the black gay mecca of of the United States. And I think San Diego is it San Diego or San Francisco? San Francisco. San Francisco is like the white gay mecca. So we were in Lenox, and it was Pride Weekend. His face <laughs> and some of the shit he saw, and it's like he is part of this community, but this is a part of this community that he has no idea about. And he was like, I've never seen so many men in booty shorts in my life. <laughs> because when I tell you they was walking, and you can tell them that they wasn't fly and wasn't looking good as fuck. Like, they would have fought you, okay? his response to that just that was one of those times that i was like this shit is so much more complex than what he, i realized because he had no he was just like oh my god <laughs> or he him and his he has a husband him and his husband's relationship my friend is the probably the more feminine one but he's still masculine i guess it ain't the feminine that you would think he don't cook, but he, he likes to shop. So like that, and he likes to decorate their home. So in that kind of way, he's more feminine. But like men that, <clears throat> the real flamboyant gay men, he even don't understand that. He was like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand like why their, the, their level of flamboyancy, like he's even confused about it. Cause I, you know, I was like, I just don't get like, how how much like a woman sometimes they act and he's like i don't know <laughs> it's like i don't act like that and his husband is the more masculine of the two of them but his husband's the one that does all the cooking like their roles are just not real super defined the way that you would think so yeah and again because i try to experience and listen and again i think it's part of just what i do for a living how you have to be willing to do that in order to successfully do this job has opened my eyes up and i'm a lot more willing to listen and so i was super excited that michael wanted to join in on this conversation and i think he made some ex excellent points um and his perspective was really good so thank you so much michael appreciate that michael uh, it gave us a perspective that we might not have been able to get otherwise, which is why y'all need to write in letters. <laughs> we appreciate hearing how y'all think. And, and I mean, if we say some stuff that y'all don't understand or you have an opinion about, we want to hear that. I enjoy those kind of conversations. I don't think I'm right about everything. Hell, I'm wrong about a lot of shit. And I res we respect other people's opinion. I don't think anybody's ever wrote anything in that we were just like, fuck you, you're stupid. <laughs> um, 
I can't think of anything. No. Now, some of these scenarios, and most of the scenarios are not, it's not that person. It's usually, like, a lot of the scenarios get pulled from shade room and stuff. And some of that shit is stupid. But, like, if you have a perspective about something that we've said, we've been, I like to think we've been very respectful of it. And um, so, yeah. Mike has always been really good about writing in, though. And I just want to say I appreciate that, too. We always enjoy getting letters from you so we got to get to london or is he living in london did he mm, say london i don't remember i think he said london i don't know we have to go back through the message archives yeah, yeah. to win uh, he said it before even the, uh to the poor <laughs> before the presidential election oh yeah because um oh we did say what well, we we had a conversation about he was um, gonna let me move there. He was gonna let you move there, and if it was that kind of thing, and he was like, "Nope, my girlfriend won't have that. <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of thing." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was right. Because I was saying I was gonna leave if he won. Just yet, my black ass is still here. So, after February, ain't nobody here left. Yeah, well, maybe, might be another foe on the horizon. Horizon. What the? <laughs> talking about phones. I don't know where the fuck that came from. Uh, do you have anything else to add, Tom? No. All right. So thank you again, Michael. Uh, if you have a question or a response or a scenario that you would like for us to read aloud on the show, send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artist, which is what Michael does. He's always messages us through Facebook. You could find us that way and send it to us that way. And since we're talking about gay, bi, LGBTQ uh, issues, uh, Dwight Howard. Okay. <laughs> so Dwight Howard, I don't know how you would know this, but Dwight Howard is an NBA basketball player. Do, do you have to have that much space between the D and W when you say that? I have a lot of space. Yeah. Dwight Howard. You said it faster than. Dwight Howard. You saying Dwight. Dwight. Like the white people. Not duh white. That's what you saying though. Dwight. How do you say it? Dwight. Yeah, I say I, I put more emphasis on the D. <laughs> oh, Dwight. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, I, I didn't hey, even notice it. I'm hearing it weird. It sounds like when you don't buckle your seatbelt up and it's like dee, dee, dee. that's how that that's how that sounded to me for. Dwight. Yeah, I put a lot of emphasis on the D. I don't know why. But mm. Dwight Howard. Um, was exposed, I guess, by somebody who claims to be an ex-boyfriend. Now, the reason why this is news is that Dwight Howard is not an openly gay man. <laughs> and actually, he's had relationship with women. He has a child with, um, uh, if y'all watch Basketball Wives, Royce Reed, what is with me today? Royce Reed <laughs> was on, like, I don't think she on there no more. She was on, like, the first four seasons of basketball wise she has a child with dwight howard um so he you know as far as we know or knew up until this point he was with women but what i will say is that i assume that there is a good percentage of gay and bisexual men in the nba that just can't come out because of what it would do to their career why do you say that i just feel like statistically it's just not possible for every single man that plays in the NBA or is on an NBA team to be straight. I just don't believe that this- the, the NBA is still a extremely small representation of men. It is, but I still what, like five hundred some dudes in the NBA. I don't know. 
But even out of that group, and I think seeing with the NFL, how over the years we've had um, retired players come out. 301 players. Okay. Even with the NFL, we've had players come out later on in life that they were gay and just didn't feel comfortable. I just don't, I feel like there is a percentage of gay men who play basketball well enough to make it to the league and know that it wouldn't be viewed favorably. So they just keep that shit to themselves. I still, listen, well, let me not, I'm not going to that. Anyhow, <laughs> I was going to say something potentially say? offensive, huh? Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> About uh, Chris Bosh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I'm not even going to go into Chris Bosh. Anyway, so this man, it I cannot even pronounce Maji. No, I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Came out and said that him and uh, Dwight had a relationship and that Dwight was cheating on him with other men and transgender people and posted uh supposed screenshots stating that or of the white talking about how um he wasn't ready to tell people and, and all of this now here's the thing working in dwight howard's favor the thing working in his favor is that this guy has accused somebody before of being in a homosexual relationship with him and it, it turned out i won't say that it wasn't true but it turned out that his the uh, screen caps of, of the text messages were photoshopped. So the same guy last year, actually in 2017, accused Playboy Cardi, which I think is a rapper. One of, he one of these young new folks that I don't listen to, but Playboy Cardi, he accused him and has similar screenshots of them having conversations about being together. And it was found out that he had photoshopped those. So he's lied before at the very least about having receipts for these allegations. So I think that's going to make, it's going to work in um, Dwight Howard's favor as far as people like maybe letting it go uh, sooner than they would have if it was a more credible person. So. One thing that Charlemagne uh, said, and I just, I don't know what my relationship is with Charlemagne. I don't really like him for real, but he say some good stuff. I just think that when he's inflammatory and flagrant about something he's saying, I think it's so problematic that it take all his points that he built up by saying decent shit all the way down. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like an unpredictable friend. It's like five <laughs> five out of six times they go out, it's cool, but that one time is why you don't take them out the next five times <laughs> with you. You leave them, you don't. They don't even know you going because. Mm -hmm. They be doing some crazy stuff. I think that's how his personality is with me. But he said that he has a problem with gay people outing men that are not openly gay because they want the freedom to be able to control that dialogue for themselves as well. Mm -hmm. Like, so why would you, as a gay man, uh, ridicule this other not outward gay man for being gay and shunning him when you fight against that you know mm -hmm. most of the time yeah but i but i'm building up a new way of looking at people in the world okay and it has something to do with we have got to stop allowing 
a small group of people to represent the whole. This is this is to me this is a new problem that I'm seeing. It's like it's a new problem. It's not a new problem. Okay. I mean it's it's an old problem. Yeah. It's been going on, but in a time where everybody's voice is becoming more potent, mm-hmm. we can't. Uh, what am I trying to say? When everybody's voices become more potent and individualized and we listen to everybody that have their own individual voices, we can't take one of those voices and apply it to that whole group. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, but I, how does it pertain to this? I think Charlemagne assuming that that gay man has the same goals as every other gay man. Oh yeah, no. That that's a problem. Yeah, it is. Because when he, he obviously don't. Because when he asked that question, he's like, "How can y'all as gay people, out a gay person, you know, because y'all are trying to find that gay person, that gay man who, who did that to Dwight Howard might not have that. He might not have that same agenda as every other gay man. He's trying to get paid. <laughs> he clearly is trying to get paid, but like. He might be an outlier. It looked like he's an outlier. This shit happened with him and other celebrities all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's At an outlier. He he can't be the template. He can't be the representative. He he but it make everybody look at somebody in a certain type of way. Just like when a white person sees somebody with a black panther fist held up and they be like, "Well, that's black people be such and such and such." And such. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really getting tired of those mass generalizations. Yeah. I mean, the reality is I can't, like you said earlier, can't speak for all black people. Mm-hmm. I can't speak for all black people. I can only speak for me. But that that's a part of what the problem I had with how Charlemagne framed what he framed. Mm-hmm. I do understand that, you know, that is a dynamic, but I don't know. I just have a problem with anybody. Listen, if y'all are listening... It is not your place to out somebody, okay? That is something that is left that should be left up to that person. One, how they identify as their business, okay? So you, if he doesn't identify as being gay, I don't know that you. It's right for you to, <laughs> yeah, he's saying that shit. Two, I don't. It's just not fair to do that. That's that is something that people should have the time and the space to do that when they feel like it's right and like i said given the the um career that dwight howard is in even if he was gay he i just is there any openly gay actively playing athletes currently no the ones that was trying to be wouldn't get picked up on the team and that's what i'm saying so that is not something that it, I feel like it's okay for people to do. You don't out nobody, okay? You never do that. I don't care. And I'm not even talking about on a larger scale as somebody that's an NBA player. It could be Daquan at, that work at the Piggly Wiggly. If Daquan is not ready for people to know that he is gay, it is not your place to go and, and out him to people. It's not your place to do that. He does that in his own time. That's a very personal thing. And so people have to have their own time. Now, that being said, (laughs) I do think that that person has to be honest with themselves and honest. So, like, back to what I was saying about 
if you know that you are a man that likes men, I feel like as if you're planning on dating me, I want to know that because I want to have the opportunity to decide whether or not the same. Because look, I add, and I'm gonna ask. That's the thing. It's not even something that I'm going to expect you to just say. These are questions. <laughs> the same way that I don't, I, I don't want to date a rapper. Okay, that same way I don't want to date nobody that identifies. I'm 34 years old. If you out here still identifying as a local rapper, I'm not. I'm sorry. And that's all you do. Let me say that. And that's the only way that you put food on on your table. I ain't with it. I'm not interested. And I have a right to to feel that way. So, cause I'm sure you got a whole lot of other women who be like, "He a rapper, girl." <laughs> I ain't her, so I'm going to ask these questions and I want an honest answer back. So, yeah. Don't be out here outing, folks. That ain't your place. That ain't your business. Yeah. So, uh, now, a lot of people were confused and they thought that the guy himself was transgender. He's not. He identifies as a gay man. He wear wigs sometimes. He just one of them, one of them gays that you would see in Atlanta that we saw at, at in Lennox. <laughs> he is not trying to become a woman. He doesn't believe that he is a woman. He has no. He just like to wear wigs and makeup sometimes. <laughs> but he identifies as a gay man, so he he was saying that Dwight was cheating on him with transgender people. He wasn't saying that he was transgender because I think people were getting that confused. But he's just a gay man who liked to wear wigs. And makeup. All that stuff is confusing. It is. It is. So I'm going to read something that uh, a teacher sent back home to a parent. Okay? Okay. Hello, Ms. Washington. I'm writing you out of concern for an incident that we had in class today with Mariah. During our free playtime, Mariah was walking around the classroom yelling, I have black girl magic to her white female classmates. While we want Maria to feel empowered, this made some of the other girls cry. I hope that you'll be willing to speak with her about this. How you feel about that? I will speak to her about it. What you gonna say? I'm gonna encourage the shit out of her. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think with that, I, it would be a very bal- a delicate line. I would be so proud that she is so proud of being black because in a society that tells you that it's, you're less than because of that, a child at that age who already that proud of being black, I feel like I'm gonna feel like shit. I'm knocking this parent and shit out. <laughs> I'm doing the damn thing as a parent. Now, as far as if it's if it's hurting little Susie's feelings, I'm gonna more address it as being disruptive in class more than hurting Susie's feelings because I don't really give a shit about how Susie feel. But you shouldn't be walking around class exclaiming nothing. You need to be sitting your ass down doing your she work. She said during our free playtime. Damn. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because I wouldn't want to crush that at all. I would be so proud that she is so proud at that age, and I would be wanting to continue to nurture that. So. I don't know what I would do. I mean, I would try to get her to stop doing it. And I stop feeling it. Because I don't give a fuck about Susie feeling. Susie going to be told how amazing she is her whole goddamn life. Uh, my child, on the other hand, will not be getting that. So I would just be proud that she's so proud. Especially that young. That's amazing. I wonder what else she was saying with it. What would make a white kid cry because of that? I just don't. Privilege. <laughs> 
Well, I, I think I mean I feel like I feel like kids that age will probably cry because they don't have it. Yeah. Like if she had a if she had a pencil if she got a pencil out of machine that you buy a pencil up and it was one of them the, the ones that glow and mm-hmm. got glitter and y'all got regular pencils I feel like if she was saying I got this pencil I got this pencil they cry too yeah it's just something that they'll never be able to get but again and I know at, at this age they ain't gonna know it but the reason why I wouldn't be concerned about it is that she's going to experience white privilege her entire so like she crying right now. But she gonna get so much further ahead in life and shit. Like I don't care nothing about Susie right now. She'll be all right. <laughs> That's why I wouldn't be. I wouldn't care. Like she I wouldn't. Don't know that. Who don't know that? Susie. Susie don't know that yet. Needs, Mariah don't know it either. Mariah and I wouldn't. Mariah don't need to know it yet because she gonna learn it soon enough. Susie, I don't give a fuck. She gonna learn it and be good. So my thing would be trying to let my child know that it's great that she's proud that would be my main my main thing would be making sure that i keep that pride going because i want she gonna need that to get through this life as a black person in america she's going to need to feel like she has black girl magic on the days when it ain't so great being black here okay because she is gonna be days and we god it's gonna be days so i I, my my main thing would be nurturing that and susie would be an afterthought so I would address Susie, but my main issue in in addressing that with my daughter would be to encourage that feeling that she has. You do have black girl magic. You know, you're amazing. You're going to do amazing things. I like that confidence, but I think it speaks to a bigger problem. Because because clearly it's evident that the teacher want to tap dance around this. You know what I'm saying? Because this is a racial, (laughs) it's racially charged situation you it know is. and you could tell that like because if she was just running around saying i got magic i got magic without the black part i wonder what she is like she needs to stop saying this about the magic well not only that but or it's, even it's evident that she's not even disrupting the class yeah it's evident that she's only doing this when she can do it because so, even with the print the pencil if, if i sent my child to school with a pencil that she really enjoyed that the kids cried about would I get a letter that said something similar? You know what I'm saying? Like, is it only because it's like this racial issue or is it really because? Well, you know, I I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a lot of white people who are on that. If I was running around saying white girl uh, magic, it would be saying, oh, racism. I'm pulling a race card out. First off, let me talk about the race card. <laughs> race card is not the motherfucking big joker, okay? <laughs> Mo- people act like the race card is a big joker. Like, they be like, oh, you always pull the race card. The only card that I would be pulling out that you should have that kind of problem with is the big-ass joker. <laughs> and I took your book. The black card, the race card is like the two of diamonds. <laughs> Okay, it don't get you any closer to a solution. It don't get you any closer to being listened to. It does not get you any closer to any kind of value of your culture. It just it's just something that those white people feel like you're pulling out to invalidate what they got to say. Mm-hmm. They're not looking at it like it may potentially be a variable and a component of this dialogue and this thing you're talking about. You know. But I feel like it's possible that that teacher is one of those teachers and she's just trying to tap dance around something that a person can can say. And I mean, like I if said, she wants to. 
Susie won't need to, Susie will never need to walk around and say, I got white girl magic because society is going to continuously tell her how amazing and special and great she is. But we know that though. Every white person don't even know that. Every white piece person don't even believe that. But that's why I wouldn't be so concerned about Susie. Like again, my, my main thing in addressing this with my daughter would be to continue to encourage her to be proud of who she is. And as an afterthought, as an aside, I would address Susie's feelings and, you know, I don't even know how I would because I, I just don't, again, that's when my apathy would kick in and I just, fuck Susie. Like, my my big devil in that moment was like, write a letter back to this teacher. <laughs> and then the little devil in that moment was like apathetic, like, all right, fuck Susie. Don't, I, don't even address the shit. Fuck all of them. <laughs> no, I have no, no, Angel saying anything nice. And I sent her to school with a black girl magic t-shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> the next day. <laughs> or I'll have a press conference and be like, what's, what's like play dumb as hell? What's going on? <laughs> is, is she in trouble? Has she been disrupting class? Your letter didn't indicate that she was disrupting class. <laughs> what what happened? Is I mean, she, did she just say I have black girl magic? I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> or I won't buy a DVD called Black Girl Magic and bring it to the school and put it on the desk and be like, yeah, she does. It's, it's a DVD. It's literally, or a coloring book. This is literally Black Girl Magic. She has this. Like, this is a fact. This is actually true. Oh, that is so fucking funny. <laughs> like, I, ooh, so many different ways to fuck with them. This one, this one I don't need kids, man. The rest of the world going to be in trouble. <laughs> For my pettiness and bullshit. Speaking of kids, and I look, and I know people gonna feel how they gonna feel about this story, but I okay, let me just tell you what it is. So, <laughs> a Texas mom was pissed at a Southwest Airlines employee's after making fun of her five-year-old daughter's name. Did you see this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I searched it before you even said it because I knew what it was about. <laughs> Oh, so the child's let her name is spelled A B C D E, and the mother pronounces it Absidy. <laughs> the mom was uh, really upset because her daughter is autistic. The gay agent started laughing, pointing at me and my daughter, talking to the other employee. So I turned around and said, hey, if I can hear you, my daughter can hear you. So I'd appreciate it if you just thought. First of all, let me just say this about her daughter being autistic. Her daughter being autistic for me means he, I would have laughed even harder. Not because of laughing at her being autistic, but her daughter being autistic means that she probably don't even have a concept of what the fuck is going on as far as us laughing and how she should feel, or ba feel bad about it or whatever because she has autism. And you getting upset. Didn't nobody tell you to name your fuck? What the fuck? A, B, C, D, E? You really just took the first five letters of the alphabet? Let, let's, let's go back a little bit, though. Because I got to call something out first. Absolutely. I got to call out that employee first. Okay? That That is inappropriate. It is inappropriate. That's like, that's like okay. somebody ordering a sandwich you don't like at McDonald's. And the person at the cashier yelling back, Hey, the dude that just ordered this trash-ass sandwich. <laughs> 
It's garbage. Look at him. Look at his hat. <laughs> like, come on now. It's not okay. And I guess I'm not as upset because I feel like it's, this could have been me. I wouldn't have laughed like outright, but I feel like I would have had trouble keeping it together. <laughs> because A, B, C, D, E, the, the employee was wrong as fuck. And I would have been wrong as fuck. I feel like I would have just stared her in the face for like <laughs> silence. And I, I believe deep down she would know exactly why I'm staring at her. I just be standing and be like, how do you pronounce that? <laughs> Absidy. <laughs> okay. Go, from, go continue on. What? Okay. There are at minimum 373 women named Absidy in the United States right now. You are shitting me. Nope. Not at all. Uh, right now, there are 16 five year olds named Absidy. I just But this is the thing. Okay. I have no faith in humanity. We sometimes. We give shit a lot to black people for naming their kids all these random yes. things. But at least it's creative. They she named her kid the first five letters of the alphabet. <laughs> she was like, I can't think of nothing. Let's just go with the first five letters of the alphabet. And then for you to try to put a pronunciation on that shit. And I bet she said it with a, I bet when people ask you to pronounce her, ask her to pronounce it, she have an attitude like it's absidy, of course. Bitch, no, it ain't no of course. It's A, B, C, D, E. Get the fuck out of here. Like, I bet she answers that question with an attitude like I'm dumb for not knowing the first five letters of the alphabet strung together is supposed to be absidy. The fuck out of here. I saw this and I first of all I laughed and I know so I know if I was that employee I would have gotten in just as much trouble because I would have laughed. Her saying that the kid is it that she was upset because her child has autism. That child probably didn't give a fuck and didn't even realize why they were laughing because that kids with autism have issues with social cues and social settings. So I mean maybe her daughter recognized what was going on, but um probably not. Absidy, I just does she have siblings? Does she just take the like? Does she does she go from F on or elemental? Uh, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I mean, she definitely could have named her daughter Fgitchka. Um, elemental P, what would that be? It went. I was started with the vowels, Elemino. so she could name them um, Opkirst. <laughs> Um, or she could have named them Uvuxgiz. <laughs> Any of those things would have been, you know, things to explore. She went with Absidy. Absidy. Ah, really? A B C D E. I'm sorry. To Look, me, it was the kid. It, better know. I, I bet she was like amazing with learning her alphabet because she already knew the first five off top. As like, soon as she learned the goddamn name. I just don't understand why you let me listen listen and i've said this before on this show and i'm so passionate about this you can name your child whatever the fuck you want to absolutely but what we're not gonna do is sit up here and act like that shit is not gonna have an impact on their ability to get a job and whether you feel like that's right wrong or otherwise it don't fucking matter it don't change the reality of the situation your kid can have the same qualifications and the same, first of all already off top being black you already gonna have issues with potentially getting looked over but they can have the same education and qualification and if they got a choice between picking absidy and picking julie or hell even jennifer 
they are gonna go with julia jennifer they're not gonna go with absidy i'm just telling you you can feel how you want to feel yes you should be able to name them and it shouldn't matter yes it'll be the content of their character and all of this shit but we live in the real world and we all know the reality of the situation is absolutely gonna have a hard fucking time in life <laughs> listen first of all first of all you said first of all three times Sorry. it can't all be first it of all, all it yeah. gotta be more than that second of all second of all <laughs> i think you went a step too far in that dialogue because the first thing a parent shouldn't think of is what their application name is going to be uh and whether they're going to be able to get a job because their name is something like absidy Why the first they thing they should think about is the reality that i'm not expected to know how to pronounce your little stupid kid's name okay <laughs> that's the first thing so what you're not going to do is get an attitude with me because your kid name is crazy like i think she this ain't the first time Mm-mm. When she told her mama and her daddy, I'm naming her Absidy, <laughs> and spelled it. When she had an argument and fight with her husband and or baby daddy that she was going to name her kid Absidy. When she told her siblings, I'm going to name her Absidy. Like, everybody in her whole world can't have been, that's a good name. I like that. <laughs> no, I just don't believe anybody. Did. She probably got a ride or die friend to be like, oh, girl, that's creative. How you going to spell it? A, B, C, D, E. <laughs> Like, I feel like at that point, you be like, seriously? Like, <laughs> if you want to name your child Absidy, it's so many different ways to spell it. Mm-hmm. But she probably thought she was being super creative. This name was first entered in the federal records in 1990, when five newborn girls were given that name. What the fuck? Was something happened in 1990. 90s? I don't know. Something happened. It probably was a TV show or a joke in a com- comedian. <laughs> it was something. That's the way it happened. Like when, like show TV show soap operas and my brother's middle popular- name is Franciscus. What's that from? It was a show my mom was watching that she used to love. I I gotta I have to ask her to show because she tells this story all the time because everybody's always like, why the fuck is his middle name Franciscus? It was a character on the show. His now his first name is Corey and he just goes by Corey F. Okay, so she didn't fuck him up with the first. All of us got plain ass first name. My mom did amazing. Let me tell you something. She was not trying to get creative <laughs> at all. Every single one of me and my siblings have plain ass names. Plain as fuck. Okay. Generic as hell. Now she got a little bit more creative with the middle name. Because William's middle name is Devaris. Corey's middle name is Franciscus. My middle name is Lynn. That ain't really it. Actually, I have met so many Jennifer Lynn's. Like, I went and got my prescription filled, and the uh, pharmacist's tech name was Jennifer, and she saw that my name was Jennifer L. She was like, let me guess, your middle name, Lynn. I said, like, how you know? She was like, you born in the 80s. It was a whole lot of us <laughs> born, and our parents just really, I said, like, I didn't even notice that. So, like, we got plain names. Well, not even, but Francis- I'm talking about when popular characters on TV shows have babies. Oh. Those names, mm-hmm. it boosts that year, like. Everybody named their child that thing. What show would have had A, B, C, D, E? No, 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 no. None. None. <laughs> Her and 373 other people just have low IQ. <laughs> I'm I'm not going to say they have low IQ. I said it, you know, but. Yeah, see. Um, <laughs> you already said it. I don't want to be offensive to people that are stupid, but don't have the IQ to justify it. Look, I don't want to be offensive to people that have low IQs and make better decisions than people they, that have normal yes. IQs. 
So sure. I'm sorry for any of those of you who your IQ might be a little bit low. But you would not name your child ABC. That would not name their child something like Absidy. I mean, that's that's dumb. I just and I've gotten into it with my friends before about names that they chose. Like I'm so serious because look, listen, okay. I am so appreciative of my mama for giving me that name. I really am because it's helped me. So my whole motherfucking name is white. Okay. When uh, an employer come across my resume, they don't know who going to walk through the door. They probably assumed it was going to be somebody white from the first to the last name. Our last name white as fuck. Okay. It's all the way white. <laughs> I'm not telling you that you got to name your kid something traditionally white, but I also I feel like our job is parents. When I become a parent, I'm gonna try to give my kid as many advances as, as possible to help them get through this life as a black person in America. And and the 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 most basic part of starting that off is giving them a name that they can manage life with. Okay, A B C D E is not that. F- First of all. If I was an employer and I got that resume, I think it was a typo. <laughs> I would think that <laughs> something happened. Like, I would not think that was somebody's real name. Because when I got ready to call, I wouldn't even know how to say that. If I'm calling you in for an interview, I, I is this A, B, C, D, E? I wouldn't even, absolutely, when I saw it, I, did, I read it as A, B, C, D, E. I had to go into the story to get the uh, pronunciation. I didn't even try I was just saying the letters. <laughs> and so the story is how I found out it was absent. Because I just kept saying the letters. It just wasn't funny to me. It's sad. It's sad. It's really, really sad for that kid. I feel like they should have commercials for, like, you know how they have commercials for the kids in Africa that's starving. <laughs> and then they got commercials for the animals with three legs and a pencil sticking out their head. With the Sarah McLaughlin song playing. Yeah. I feel like they should have a commercial for... People who have names that they just don't approve of. Absolutely would be on that commercial. If you are somebody whose parent named them something crazy and you haven't been able to get away from that name for your entire life, you can donate <laughs> to these people. Help them change their name to something more, you know, socially appropriate than whatever was going on in their mama's head. And then the child got autism. Okay, that's already a, a something that that child gonna have to deal with her whole life. That is a lifelong issue, and depending on you know the mom's uh, circumstances and finances, you know kids with autism can be really, especially depending on where they are on the spectrum. But like you, when you have somebody to work with them, they can do so much better. But that's already something that kid gonna have to deal with. So now she gotta have autism and be named Absidy. It's just a kick in the teeth. <laughs> Jesus. That's horrible. It is. But I just, please stop naming y'all kids this crazy stuff. It's not cute. It ain't creative. And you just fucking them up in the long run. And yes, you should be able to name them and it shouldn't matter. The education, the background they had, their experience should be the thing that matters. But we all know that that ain't the way the world works. So don't be living in this world of shoulds. You better live in reality. Stop naming these kids these dumbass names. Absidy. Disgusted. <laughs> we talked a lot about the uh, Hoover shooting. Yeah. I'm glad I went here for that. Last week. And I'm just going to give some updates. Apparently, they found a shooter. I saw that this week. In Georgia. Mm-hmm. I saw that. And he waived his extradition rights. So, he's going to be 
brought back coming back to Alabama. Yeah. I'm just how they carried on this process is really weird. For a shooter to be at large and for nobody to have released an image of the shooter when they found out who it was, mm -hmm. they just let this be an interdisciplinary search for somebody. They that, didn't even release his name. They didn't even release his name. Not a, I mean, they've released it now. Yeah, but prior to yeah, they didn't. They didn't release it. I mean, they didn't indicate that they even, like, there was no way for them to know who it was until they watched them videos. Mm -hmm. It's no way to know. Yeah. Unless witness testimony knew who it was. You know, unless some witnesses came out and said, I know who that dude yeah. is. Yeah. Um, but you think that they release they will release pictures so that people can say quickly, "I know who that is." Normally they would, but again, uh, not again because I wasn't here. Hoover specifically has a tendency to try and create this image of the city being this perfect place for you to raise your kids and it's safe. And I'm not gonna sit up and act like it ain't safer than other parts of Birmingham, but they have crime. I personally live in Hoover, and I personally have had two incidents since I lived here. I had a kid get shot in front of my building, not in front of my complex, in front of my goddamn building. <laughs> okay, the police, there was crime scene tape, they took his body away, like I saw that shit from my window in my apartment. And I had an escaped convict loose, and the, the fucking U.S. Marshals was outside with a gun when I was trying to walk my damn dog, okay? So I for sure know. But neither of those things were really uh, reported on. Hoover is real hush-hush about that, trying to make this be this, like, utopia city. And it ain't. It ain't. I'm telling you. It's not. Shit happens here. But they keep that image, try to keep that image anyway. And so a lot of the shit that go on don't even be on the news. And so that's why people had this perception that it's just the perfect place to live. So I think, so what's happened is that it's clear that somebody at Hoover has seen these tapes and these videos. Mm -hmm. And so they keep changing their dialogue. Uh, because what they originally said, well, what they originally said in the press release was that we got the shooter. Mm -hmm. He shot an 18 year old and a 12 year old. And then they changed that to it's not likely that he fired his gun. It's not like that EJ fired his gun, mm -hmm. which changed to what he was doing was he was brandishing a weapon, mm -hmm. which they've changed the word brandishing to him having a weapon in his hand. So it's like they're trying to shift this to represent probably what's on the video. Mm -hmm. And it's clear that they're working up a strategy of how to communicate that what uh, communicate what's going on on the video, probably in a way to protect, the officer and what happened. Mm -hmm. Um, the next thing is that they started protesting. Mm -hmm. And you know, you don't want to in front of the mayor's house. Well, you don't want to have to live in a city. These things happen, but when they happen where you live at, it, it's different now. Mm -hmm. See, for me, it's different because I went into the Galleria the other day and I, I felt a certain type of way. Mm hmm. I work with foster kids. I say this all the time. And I go into them other communities that don't look like I'm supposed to be there. And it's people calling the police. They're not calling the police on me. They call their neighbors on me. Yeah. Uh -huh. And let them know, hey. Some black guys out here. Some black guy out there. <laughs> and I had some of the people let me know that that's what have Like, that's what they call and say. Mm-hmm. And it, it just made me think differently. But they've been protesting them all. The first protest, they just went around the mall. Everybody was mad because this happened on Thanksgiving, and six hours later, the mall was back open for Black Friday. Yep. And then they protested outside of the mayor's house. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is because 
this situation has the potential to set up the precedent for how this how this works in the future because what happened is the person who would be reviewing any of this investigation is close to the uh new sheriff elect whatever the position is the the law position mm-hmm the dude who is coming in to be the new, I think, sheriff or whatever that legal position is, mm-hmm. it ain't a big high, high level, but it's Petaway. Mm-hmm. He's connected to somebody in that. So they had to go to somebody else to investigate. Mm-hmm. They had to go to the like the big Alabama group for law enforcement. They can't just let Hoover investigate. Mm-hmm. So Alabama going to be. Now, what the protest did was when they went outside of the mayor's house, they had a... They had a... Uh, chanter? Not a chanter. They had a press conference the next day. Oh, okay. During that press conference, the mayor basically said that ALEA, y'all got four days to release the video. I guess it's probably because the mayor don't want them outside his house no more. Hell no, he don't want them outside his house. But it does set precedent because what I was saying. Is it off Pack Creek? I have no idea. Okay. But when I was in, uh, when me, I'm in. Shogun was talking, and I've been talking to other people. I'm like, police departments never release this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. they never really, like, a judge literally has to make you release it. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, that's when it's body cam footage. Technically, that belongs to the police department. Mm-hmm. But see, now that I think the footage that they're getting is from these. It's from the It got to be from, from the, the mall. mall. Mm-hmm. Well, he was an off-duty cop, but anytime you have your uniform on, you have to have your body camera on. Mm-hmm. So it's possible that he have a body cam that shows a clearer image of the path he took to get where he's going. Mm-hmm. But the police likely ain't going to release that. Mm-hmm. Lawyers might see that at some point, and maybe a judge and a jury will see that at some point if mm-hmm. we get to that point. But it's potential on Monday that we finna see the video of what happened. But I have a, I, 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 I'm wondering something in that situation. I wonder if people are considering that it looked bad enough for the cop to be justified in it. Or if there is no way as black people and protesters and people that go through this consistently, is there no way that we can even see it as being justified anyway? Like, is it possible that, you know, when he heard footsteps running up, he turned? I don't think that can be the case because the police officer would have said he pointed a gun at us. Mm-hmm. It's clear that the way they changed the dialogue, they kind of just saw him with the gun. Mm-hmm. Which he has a license to carry. But I wonder, I you know, I just, they're going to want this police officer to be charged and prosecuted for murder. That's just all mm-hmm. the black community is going to want. And um, I'm not saying that I'm not a I'm not saying I ain't a part of that. I'm just saying it's possible that a rattled black man with a gun and a rattled cop during a high stress situation. I don't know. I'm I mean so, I don't know if we should feel like all if if he don't get charged with murder, then justice wasn't done. So I looked at this when I saw it happen from the perspective of I used to uh, dispatch and call take for the police at Montgomery. I can't even imagine the amount of chaos for both the dispatchers to this call and the officers uh, responding to because this was 
this was on the third so you you got a one black friday has kind of become black thursday mm-hmm. where a lot of the sales will start in the evening of on thanksgiving day and so you still gonna have a shit ton of people just like you would black friday morning or black for you know that early in the morning so a gun going off and and people scattering in the map like as a dispatcher i used to hate getting like foot pursuits because you as a di- you got to keep up with everything that's going on you got to keep up with where that officer is where the backup is you got it's just it's it's fucking chaotic so for me i can envision a, a scenario where this was not a malicious he black i'm scared of black folks i'm gonna shoot him kind of a situation just from what i imagine that scene to have been like given a, a mall the size of the galleria the amount of panic that would have been going on by the time the po- like the all of this went down like because I, like, I we go black friday we didn't we don't we didn't this year we never go here in birmingham but we have gone we split up like if, if i was in a mall and that happened I would be running trying to find where my mom and my aunt were because we always split up and everybody go to where they need to go. I would be like concerned about where they were. And so I'm going to be looking for them while other people looking for them. Like the amount of chaos I can imagine that would happen in in a mall that size with sales going on. I think it's possible. I can see that being, I can see either way. I can see it being another situation where being black with a gun just equal getting shot if the police are around. Or I, I could see it being a situation where it didn't play a part. I just still don't. Even outside of race being a matter, he shot somebody he shouldn't have shot. Yeah. He shot some. If if we if if this was not a black person, I just don't know if I can say he would have been shot. I just I don't think that he would have been shot if he was not black. If he was a white person with a gun in the same in the chaos. same predicament, I don't think he would have been shot. Mm-hmm. I just we don't have the cultural and societal evidence to back that up. Mm-hmm. We just don't. Anytime a black person is perceived as a threat without a gun, they get shot. Anytime a white person that has actually been a threat that has killed mass people and even shot police officers, they get apprehended. True. We do not have the evidence to think anything other than that would happen. True. But we also haven't had one of these shootings where it's been a situation like this with it being like normally it's a dude standing outside of a a fucking it's like a one-on-one interaction with a police officer as opposed to like a chaotic scene so i'm just saying i'm not i'm i'm less likely to jump to like lock it lock his ass up and throw away the key than i have been with these other shooters this don't feel the same to me that's not to say that it didn't happen because he was black i'm just saying the amount of disheartening i felt with any of these other shootings any of these other shootings where somebody has lost their life just because they were black and the police just decided to do some bullshit this doesn't have that same feeling for me as the other shootings did and again i i guess it's because of the perspective from which i'm looking at it because i remember having to to take those kind of calls where shit like that goes and it's just it's so much to keep up with it's you know even the most trained of people in that you just it ain't no way to train for that that because it don't happen often enough for you to be like okay this is what what we do so 
because of me being a dispatcher and a call taker before and and dealing with i don't even think i dealt with nothing to that magnitude of a call we had foot pursuits which was chaotic enough but like uh, we ain't had nothing where it was like a whole bunch of civilians around and a lot and a lot of panic oh no i take that back it's like club shootings club shootings are like that trying to keep track of what's going on once the officers get there and people scattering and screaming and everybody calling the police but don't nobody want to say nothing about what's happening they just get the police it's just fucking so this didn't feel the same to me because of the circumstances surrounding it and not to say that he didn't fuck up that the officer didn't fuck up he absolutely did i don't think the circumstances make a difference man they always give the excuse that when these shootings happen, oh, an officer got this many seconds to make a split-second decision. This environment is just an environment where you got to make split-second decisions. If you can't get better at making split-second decisions when you might fuck up this big, I don't. I just can't. I still can't give you a pass. I can't give you if you gonna tell me that's the nature of the job that we gotta make split second decisions, how come split second decisions only fuck up black lives and don't fuck up white lives in a situation where you don't know if you should or not? I'm just when you know the white person done did some crazy shit, oh, they yeah. get apprehended when the black person got a when the black person playing with a gun in a park. When a black person selling loose cigarettes, when a black person selling CDs on the street, when a black person got a fake gun in a Walmart, when a black person is apprehending somebody mm -hmm. that just carried out a mass shooting, when a black person is in the mall holding a gun in his hand where other people are holding guns, like we can keep going. Yeah. But this so conversation ain't about when a black person and a white person pull out a Uzi and they get shot. They supposed to get shot. We're talking about the difference between black people who have questionably had this level of force applied to them when they shouldn't have but that so then that that begs of the question oh so is all shootings related to when black folks get shot now going to be unjustified shootings because the person was black like it's every time this happens from now on it's going to be a situation or is it is it still room for it to be not related to that i do when he pull out a Mac 10 on the officer. <laughs> yes. That don't got nothing to do with race. That got something to do with the officer. And maybe the mere fact that this person had a gun and the officer saw him can be used. Because this dialogue always goes to unarmed black man, but this was actually an armed black man. But In because a of the circumstance where guns have been fired and they didn't know who was shooting off because it was a random thing. So Again, because of that, for me, it just don't feel the same. I would think we need to see, because if everybody around that shooting could see people brandishing guns, I feel like the police officers should have been able to see other people with guns in their hands, too. So would you have felt better if more people got shot? No. I think that I need to know the... I feel like I'd become more comfortable knowing the path that the officer... Like if this but you was, decided already not knowing that. At this point, you feel because like... Because we don't have the societal evidence to, to to indicate anything otherwise. That's why. That's why I think that way. Mm -hmm. this, it, it, it happens with preciseness of how this happens. And I'm not saying it's precise in the terms of it's planned and methodical and intentional. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying that the level of white people's subconscious biases about brown people are subconscious on such a deep level mm -hmm. that this same shit keeps happening. And it looks the same, and they don't believe it has shit to do with race. 
That's how deeply underlined the shit is. What I'm saying is, it'll be different if we knew the path that the officer took. He ran past white people with guns and got to the black man with a gun and shot him. But what if it wasn't no white people with guns? If the only people in the mall that's what that I'm had saying. I'm, guns. I'm just saying that makes a difference. Yeah. If that, if EJ was the first person the police officer got to, and he just happened to have a gun, that means something different. But another variable to me is. I, that, that the same dialogue they have when people ask why didn't they shoot him in the leg or shoot him in the arm they always say police officers are trained to shoot center mass mm -hmm. to stop the threat they shot EJ in the head yeah. so I want to know was that shot in the head a judgment call and on purpose or a bad shot trying to shoot center mass or was there more shots than one because to me if he can aim to shoot in the head I feel like he could aim to shoot at upper shoulders or could aim to shoot at hip level, yeah. especially at somebody who is not holding a gun at you or anybody else who literally just has a gun in their hand. I'm just, it's just, it's a lot of variables. I need more information on this one before I decide. That's all I'm saying. I just, because again, because a shooting had occurred in a place with a shit ton of people, anybody in that place with a gun, when you come, like I just, I need more information. I'm not ready to jump to this is just like all the other situations quite yet. But I'm, I'm also, not saying that it ain't possible that it is. I'm just saying in this situation, I need to have more information before I make a decision. Well, what I'm waiting for is a whole group of police officers who police officers are adamant supporters of the NRA. What I'm waiting for is a bunch of uh, police officers to come out and have a dialogue about what to do in an active shooter situation. Because as long as they support a group, that tells everybody that if you have a gun in an active suit situation, you a good guy. We need somebody to come tell us. It'll never happen. That that's not a good idea. It'll never happen. They need to tell us that is a problem. They do, but it'll never happen. I, the NRA never gets involved other than to say, don't take people's right to have guns away. But as far as anything else they ain't finna do that i i would i just i don't think we're gonna ever live in a world where that's gonna happen then until that happens i'm not in a position to believe that this has completely it, this is completely separated from the subconscious nature of how this happens to black people because like i said White people think that racism means that an officer pulled out a gun, a Klan hood, and put it on, shot a black dude three <laughs> times, and said, that's why I hate niggas, and then took all that shit back out. No. It's racism because it's a, a pre-existing pattern that continues to happen to the same group of people. Mm -hmm. This don't even happen to Latinos and Asian people like this because the it happened to Latinos and natives. Oh, yeah. Yeah. at a very very low rate but those groups have their own versions of stereotypes our stereotype as black people is violent guns argumentative fights that's our stereotype it's always been mm -hmm. that's why this shit keep happening to brown people and until somebody acknowledge that this shit may possibly have underlying uh subconscious and racial implications that we got to do something about it it's going to keep being this way. It been this way since Rodney King got his ass beat. Mm -hmm. It ain't changed. And uh, the Except people that we got videos now in a, a, a city that's, for whatever reason, willing to threaten that they need to put out the video. Mm -hmm. That's the only difference.
anyway, that's my rant and raving about that shit. But we we we've hit max time. Okay. So you got anything else on your mind? I do not. All right. Oh, well, Dark Siders three sucks. But go. On. That's it. Detroit become human is fantastic. <laughs> and until we kind of next conversation, we out. Holla. Holla.